do you have to say to those clients that are super COVID stressed, let's say, and, and need to wrap their head around the idea of not necessarily using single use plastics? And how can you help them find alternative ways of having an eco friendly and COVID safe wedding? Um, yeah, so I think definitely um, have like a waste management plan. It sounds mm not that fun but it's pretty simple it's just kind of like talking to all the people who are dropping things off for your wedding making sure that um there's other ways they can bring it in safely and store it in like a clean space before your event um and just making sure you have a plan for like you know proper bins for everything and who's going to take those away at the end um and then part of that kind of waste management plan is now like a covid safety plan so just having a, a sanitization station when guests walk in um, usually like a little pile of, it would be like disposable masks, but in my case, I'd recommend just purchasing like a pile of cloth masks from like a local vendor on Etsy. And then just having those for guests who don't have a mask, they can take one of those home, um, and have a souvenir from your wedding. I mean, you could like, you know, write something on the mask or like put a design. Right. Um, and then, yeah, just making sure that you're having and like, there's so many companies who are making uh, sanitizer now just in your community. You don't need to buy from a big bulk store. You can just buy locally and then guests have that when they walk in to, to you know, stay extra safe and clean. No, I'm curious to know what you think about um, evites and paper invites. Uh, yeah, so there's actually so many options. Um, I love when people ask me this question because there's you have so much to choose from. Of course, there is an evite, uh, which you can do 100% of the time. I've never had issues with people not getting emails. I think this day and age, people check their emails as much as they would check their physical mail. So that's fine. Um, a lot of the time, my clients want something physical still, you know, to do like a flat lay and just have that memory of something physical. Um, so there's actually so many types of eco-friendly paper that are that's not like a traditional tree paper. And um, that's kind of what I recommend. So there's like banana leaf paper. Um, there's recycled cotton paper. Uh, there is hemp paper. Um, there's like paper made out of these like Japanese flowers um, and all of this and oh and there's plantable seed paper uh, which I love too because so that's kind of my two favorite options I would say would be plantable seed paper and hemp paper uh, plantable seed paper you could get wildflowers or you could actually get like herbs so like basil thyme and it's in the invitations or I mean you can use it for other parts of the wedding like seating cards or um, signs and right. then guests go home, plant it in their garden after, and it's a total zero waste invitation. Can you say the same for like, let's say place cards? Yeah, um, place cards are so fun. There's so many different things you can do. If you're getting any kind of like, um, I guess if you're getting a favor for your guests, that is something you could actually write someone's name on, then the mm -hmm. favor if they're taking home um, that can have their name written on it and also play a part as the place card. Uh, another fun thing to do is to put it on like a cookie or a piece of chocolate as their place card because then the guest just eats it and it's gone like <laughs> the place card. Somebody did ask on here um, all about flowers. Let, let's talk a little bit about that. How do you, um, you know, 
lengthen the life and, and use them? I know you just said you can use them in, in more than one. Yeah, yeah, definitely with flowers. Like there, again, there is a lot of choices for what you want to do. Um, if you just want to go with traditional flowers, you just want to make sure that they are, you're planning what flowers and like your color palette of your wedding off what month you're actually getting married in and what um, flowers are actually growing locally around you. Um, yeah. I mean, every, no matter where you are, there's usually some beautiful local flowers. So just using those. So they're coming like, you know, from a few kilometers away from a flower farm to your wedding. Uh, mm -hmm. That really um, helps decrease the carbon uh, footprint of your wedding, as well as just like in general, you really want to stay away from um, getting flowers sent in from other countries. The whole kind of flower industry is very similar to like the fast fashion industry if you need something to kind of compare it to but just like workers are getting really sick because they're in these fields with all these chemicals and um so it's definitely like as much as you can buy local flowers that's my top recommendation for for regular flowers and then there's also different ways you could go um you could do dried flowers so then after the wedding you know you put them in little vases and guests can take home a little dried flower arrangement um mm. Or you can then even, if you get normal flowers as well, you can also press your bouquet afterwards and get it made into a piece of artwork. So then you always have a beautiful bouquet that you probably spent a lot of money on because wedding bouquets are expensive. Uh, so that's a great option to like also preserve your flowers for like a beautiful piece of art in your house for the rest of your life. Um, and then as well, you could do grasses, like grasses are really in right now, like pompous grasses um, or different like um, corn flowers that are kind of like a dried grass flower. Um, you can make that into a bouquet. And then also plants. So just having potted plants instead of flowers gives that really nice like lush uh, green aesthetic. And you can even pop some tiny plants like actually in a bouquet of and then actually like carry, like have like a plant sort of bouquet instead of a regular flower one. Uh, I'm gonna redirect because I'm kind of also curious about venues and how this plays a part in dealing with um, these choices because I'm assuming there must be some venues that are not eco-friendly and some that are. I'm curious to know about that side of everything. Yeah, venues are a little bit tricky um kind of what i recommend because there i mean there are some like specifically eco-friendly vendor or venues who you know advertise as an eco-friendly venue but not a lot do so i kind of suggest like go to the venues that you know you want to visit that either you know your planner has suggested or that really fit your style and aesthetic and then once you're at the venue then you have to kind of ask the right questions so that's kind of where it starts is you know, making sure that the venues are able to, you know, serve things plastic free. So they're not using disposables. They're using glass water jugs and, um, you know, all just like cutlery and plates that can be then cleaned after. Um, and then, you know, you could get specific, ask about their garbage and recycling, make sure that they're actually, you know, following um, the proper like waste disposal. Um, if they have LED lights, that's really energy saving. So just asking about their lighting. And then, yeah, just making sure that they're willing to accommodate and make the event as green as you'd like. Um, a lot of venues, like, are already on that train right now and starting to transition, like, all their cleaning products are starting to be eco-friendly cleaning products. And just kind of asking those questions. 
Uh, and then if a venue doesn't do that stuff, a lot of the time they're willing to transition for your event. Um, so just asking those questions just kind of spreads awareness as like a consumer that you're wanting to, to, you know, put your money towards places, venues, vendors who are eco-conscious and who are putting some thought into like the environment. find alternative methods um, while keeping you know really beautiful traditions yeah 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 definitely rice wouldn't be my my top choice because definitely like animals that could ingest it after could get sick um and then as well like obviously like paper you know that colorful confetti wouldn't recommend that either um my kind of alternatives i suggest is um one is lavender um if you get lavender and you throw lavender on the bride and groom um it's a really fun way and it also makes the whole space smell amazing so you can walk through like a little spa as you like finish walking down the aisle Love <laughs> uh, so i recommend that and then if you yeah if you kind of want confetti um a lot of the time people actually like get a hole punch and just hole punch like leaves or like that have already fallen. Not don't go like ripping down tree leaves, but leaves that have already fallen, you can just hole punch them and it makes like beautiful little green confetti. And that's super easy to just throw as well. Um, Genius. Yeah. And then as well, like you can find eco-friendly confetti specifically. So just confetti that was made with some like, or plant that's native to where you're getting married so it can just sink into the soil after. Okay, so thinking about your own values, do you have any kind of top budgeting tips, the best, uh, the best areas you can sort of cut corners on while still being a bit more green? Um, truthfully, like, if you plan, like if you really plan out very, very well and you just go through every single little detail that you're going to need ahead of time, that does actually save your mo save you money and it's more eco-friendly. So, for example, like even thinking about conf confetti, that's something that maybe you're buying a month before and be like, oh my God, I realized I want confetti. And then someone runs out to the store last minute and buys it. And like those are the little costs that add up, like things you've just forgotten about and then you have to run and buy last minute. And then that's usually you're just like running into Walmart or running into a big chain store to grab those items. So just really like truthfully, like having a planner or have, having someone who knows um, all the logistics of events that can really help you stay organized and not go over budget because you're not forgetting anything. Um, and then I guess another thing is if you do want to have florals that are um, local, like, local florals then just buying like big buckets of blooms from flower farms um and then you can actually like just put the arrangements together yourself and have like some like for example like you could have a party like four days before your wedding and it's like a flower making party and all like the people who are interested come and help you make like the arrangements with like a huge bucket of all these like fresh flowers and usually like the cost of flowers is like cut by 50 percent doing that How, how do you, yeah, how do you make that happen? Uh, so yeah, destination can be eco-friendly. I mean, the only, the main thing about it not being eco-friendly is like the carbon footprint of you either driving a long distance or taking a plane somewhere. Um, but besides that fact, 
um, yeah, you can have a totally eco-friendly wedding. Um, I think it would just be important to not bring all of the vendors from your city. Like, uh, don't all from your city to wherever you're going. Hire local companies and vendors in the area you're going to to support them. And then, you know, make sure they're they're close to your venue so they're not driving a few hours. Like, they're just in the local city or town. And then, yeah, you can do all the same stuff you'd normally do with an eco-friendly wedding. Um, ecotourism is like a really booming industry right now too. So if you like look up ecotourism and you can find like, uh, places and countries that are very specifically like working on that, um, Costa Rica, for example, is like one of the leading, um, eco-friendly countries in the world. So if you went to Costa Rica, you could have a pretty eco-friendly wedding. <laughs> Do you have any of those lovely things that you can share some of those top tips those number one go-to's um i think a big thing is like when you want to plan an eco-friendly wedding kind of like reach out to your community a little bit like find out like if you have other friends that have gotten married recently or you have like your grandma who you want to use her jewelry for the wedding and it's just those things that bring like culture and tradition and all these lovely things into a wedding anyways. And it's just an added benefit that they're eco-friendly because you're using yeah, your grandma's jewelry or like you're using your friend's wedding shoes because she has this like beautiful pair of white shoes that she only wore once. Um, and just really like kind of reaching out to the community first, seeing what you already have that you can use. And then from there kind of decide like deciding on your design and colors and aesthetic. Um, and like I said, with the flowers, like, you also like when you're getting married, you want to really think about that season. Um, and like, do I like what's grown in that season? So it's like, am I gonna like to eat that at my wedding? So like, do you like the food that's growing in the summer? Or are you more like fall and you like like pumpkin soup and like apple pie? And if those are things you like more then like plan your season for the or plan your wedding for the fall. Um, mm -hmm. So think really about the season as well. Mm -hmm.